0: On this episode of Times Like Now, I'm speaking with Jessica Matthews and Michelle Calder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. This nonprofit organization makes dreams come true for children facing critical illnesses. They operate within 59 chapters in the United States and within 50 countries around the world. This is Times Like Now. Welcome, Michelle and Jessica. Thank you so much for joining me here today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having us.
0: Jessica, let's start with you. You are Senior Communications Marketing Manager for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, What is the history of Make-A-Wish? Where did they start and when?
2: Well, Make-A-Wish as an organization started in Arizona. Um, Here locally, however, with the Alaska and Washington chapter, we've been around for 35 years granting wishes in our local community. So way back in 1986, our local chapter granted six wishes and that was with the dedication and support of our community which still continues today even though our numbers have greatly increased um originally it started with 3 volunteers who were running the local chapter with an answering machine in their spare bedroom and in the last 35 years we've grown from granting those 6 wishes to today having granted over 7,400 wishes to kids in Alaska and Washington and we do that all with the love support and investment of our local community
0: that is fantastic i'm i'm so glad you're out there helping people get through tough times. It really, I think, it really means a lot to a lot of people. As as you know, Michelle, um, you're you are a wish granter for Make a Wish Foundation. I am. What does that mean exactly? what What are you um, What are you doing on a day to day? And how do you work with families in this uh, uncomfortable position sometimes?
1: Um, so, as a wish granter, we get um information from our main office of kiddos who are waiting to get their wishes granted, and um we meet with families um as a partnership with another volunteer, so there's two of us always meeting with a family, and um we usually bring an icebreaker gift. Right now, because of COVID, we're sending gifts ahead of time. We're doing porch drop offs. Um, so they have a gift that interests them. And then it kind of breaks that initial ice of, hey, there's kind of a stranger coming to talk to me and ask me a lot of questions. So that's one of my favorite parts is um, either picking stuff out from our wish closet or um, going shopping and picking it up myself. Um, when we do the initial visits with the family, again, Prior to COVID, we would go meet wherever the families were comfortable. Now, because of COVID, we are meeting via Zoom. Um, and so we go through paperwork and we get to know the families and we get to know the kiddos and you know their siblings if they have them. And you know we get to ask them what is their biggest wish, um, what would they like to do that would make them incredibly happy and. It is amazing to sit back. You know, some kids say, you know, well, there's a a specific toy I really want. And I remember one kiddo that said that and we're like, well, what else would you like to do? You know, we have wishes that are, I wish to go, I wish to see, I wish to meet, and I wish to do. Is that right, Jessica? Did I get all four of them?
2: We usually have kids that wish to go somewhere, which obviously right now, those are on hold due to COVID until it's safe to do so. Um, Lots of kids wish to be something. Those are the ones we hear about a lot in the news are superheroes, ballerinas, um, professional piano players, things like that. Wishes to meet a favorite celebrity or musician. um, Wishes to give. Those are one of my favorite categories is hearing about kids who have chosen to pass their wish on and do something generous for someone else um and wishes to have so as michelle mentioned there's lots of kids that want a specific toy or item um especially in these days when kids are at home we've been granting a lot of wishes for things that kids can do with their families in this sort of state of quarantine lots of playhouses um lots of electronics um and i think it's really fun to see with those wishes when the kids have a chance to choose something for themselves, they're also often including their siblings. So it's a favorite video game for the wish child that they also love playing with their sibling to really include the whole family. Um, but really wishes are, are limitless, like a child's imagination. They come up with all kinds of ideas and it's always fun and exciting to see what they're going to ask for.
0: That is super. That That is very commendable to you both for, for doing, what you do. Jessica, how long have you been a part of Make-A-Wish Foundation?
2: I have been with Make-A-Wish for just about six years now.
0: Okay. And Michelle, you?
1: It will be three years this coming December.
0: All right. And Michelle, what brought you to Make-A-Wish? How did you get into this? It must be kind of uncomfortable sometimes, being with these children and their parents in these these difficult moments, how do you cope with that? Where did you come from and and what made you want to do this kind of work? It must be tough.
1: Um, so forgive me if I get a little emotional because there's a bit of a backstory of how um, I ended up at Make-A-Wish. But I feel like it's important um, for people to kind of know like where sometimes our wish-granters come from. I have um, three kiddos and my youngest was born um almost 4 years ago and we found out um he had something called Malaysia, which is basically um a floppy airway to put it just short and sweet um it came with a variety of problems that weren't necessarily like big problems but it all added up and it led to us um doing surgery to correct and help him to be able to breathe better. And when his surgeon um, from Seattle children's went in to do the possible procedure and he came out to talk with us, we found out Avery's airway was almost a hundred percent blocked because of the laryngo Malaysia. Um, I have two older kids um, and I watched, I watched, um, how hard it was on them to really understand what was going on. And they had a lot of stress and anxiety and emotions. And they, they were constantly watching me come and go of all hours of the night and the stress that, you know, it put on their dad and I together. Um, You know, there's, there's that part of it. And then, you know, my sister has down syndrome and, I, as a young kid, struggled watching her go through so much. And so between being a sister of someone who has Down syndrome and then partnering that with having a kiddo who had some struggles and the siblings having struggles coping, um, that led me back to go back to school and get my B.A., in child life and health. And when I was talking with my advisor at Eastern, she said, Michelle, I need you to start getting into volunteering. And I said, okay. I said, I can do that. I said, where would you like me to go? And she said, make a wish. And I said, you have got to be kidding. Um, And she said, no, she's like, you'll do fantastic. She goes, your background, both with your own kids and um, your sister is gonna give families a small sense of relief that you have some idea of where they might be coming from. And so that's what I did. I um, filled out all the paperwork. I um, jumped in to start working with wish kids. Um it took me a bit to kind of get my groove um, my first two wish kids that I had taken on one family moved away. And then, um, the other one we decided it would be better to have, um, another volunteer closer to that family so that they could connect and bond with that family. Um, it was in 2019 that I took on, um, a local kiddo to me where I live in Snohomish County, um, and started working with the kiddos within my own community. And really um, giving back to a community that I was raised up in. Um, my dad's family has roots where we're living now. And his dad was very involved in the community. My dad was very involved. And so it was just important for me to continue kind of living their legacy. Um, and especially my grandfather, who's not here any longer, um, to really be supportive and support your community because, you know, that's where that's where it really should be. That's where support really should be.
0: Agreed. It's a, a valuable service that Make-A-Wish does for families, for children. Um, I think it's very important. Um, Jessica, can you tell me a little bit about how Make-A-Wish is funded? How does Make-A-Wish make all these wonderful dreams come true for families and for kids? And how did you get into this position in your background?
2: Sure. Well, I'll start by thanking Michelle for sharing her story. I always love hearing how other people come to Make-A-Wish because everyone has such different reasons. We have about 700 volunteers and they all come from different backgrounds and different walks of life. And it's just so Thrilling to hear what it is that sparked someone's interest in volunteering to help make a child's wish come true. It's really beautiful. Um, For me personally, I grew up with always an awareness of Make a Wish. One of my very close friends' brothers had leukemia when I was growing up, and I still remember the moment that our entire neighborhood packed into their cul de sac to tell him that his wish was coming true. And I think I was maybe six or seven at the time, but I remember looking around and thinking, realizing that something really special was happening, that the whole neighborhood came out for this kid just to tell him that his wish was coming true. We weren't even part of his wish itself, but we were all there to help celebrate him and lift him up when his family was going through a really, really difficult time. Um, And I think that always stuck with me. And when I decided to study communications, I always knew that I wanted to do something for a nonprofit that was helping children. uh, like a lot of people. I think I didn't realize that Make-A-Wish was local at the time until I started specifically looking to see what job opportunities were available. And I realized that the Alaska and Washington chapter is its own 501c3 nonprofit. Um, Our headquarters are in Seattle. We have regional offices in Spokane and Anchorage. And it just was this perfect timing that the position was open. That was the perfect fit for what I can contribute to help Make Kids' Wishes come true. And it just seemed serendipitous, and it was like my dream job coming to fruition, and it's been absolutely fantastic ever since. Um, I did mention we are a 501c3 tax-exempt organization. We're funded by contributions from individual donors, corporate sponsorships, um, planned gifts, so people who decide to leave money to make a wish through their will or um, estate, and grants, and these all help make wishes possible We also rely a lot on in-kind donations of goods and services from the community, um, such as frequent flyer miles, hotel loyalty points, um, things like that. A lot of people can really, really whatever skill you have to contribute, you can help provide to a wish. Um, There's things like having a wish presentation for a child and they need a cake. So we find someone in the community that is a baker and they're willing to donate to make a cake. Um, So it just kind of goes to show that Really, anyone has any has something that they can contribute to help make a wish come true.
0: You had mentioned uh, you one of your favorite wishes is when the kids want to do something for someone else. Uh, can you give me an example that sticks out in your mind? I think that's very intriguing and interesting.
2: Sure. Just a few months ago, we granted a wish for a young man named Andrew. Um, who spent quite a bit of time at the local children's hospital. And one of the really transformational moments for him as he was going through treatment was that one of his friends let him borrow his virtual reality headset. And so Andrew was going through chemotherapy infusions, spending these long hours just going through a really difficult time. And he found that by using the virtual reality headset, he was almost able to take himself out of the pain and the uncertainty of the treatment that he was in and instead be transported into this other world, if you will, through the virtual reality. So for his wish, he wanted to be able to give that same gift to other kids that were going through treatment. And he wished to give Oculus headsets to Seattle children. So we were able to work with him um, and a couple of local partners to make that wish come true. And now they're able to use these headsets for other kids Um, They have all kinds of plans for how to use the technology to help children going through treatment. And it's just so exciting to hear what an impact having that um, opportunity made on Andrew and then to hear how it has continued to enrich his life, knowing that he has made this mark for other kids and that his wish is going to continue for a very long time. Every time another kid picks up one of the headsets that he had donated to the hospital and it helps get them out of their moment and it's just a really beautiful, a really beautiful selfless wish that's going to continue to impact many, many lives.
0: Absolutely, very. <laughs> that's that's very inspiring. And um, how many people are involved in your branch or your office as far as uh, volunteers and or or um, people that are dedicated to this? How many in your offices or in the organization?
2: We have about. 30 staff members between Seattle and our regional offices, and we really couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. So we have about 700 volunteers in Alaska and Washington State. Um, And Michelle, as Michelle mentioned a little bit, it's actually the volunteers that go out and they really get to know the families. So at the office, we're doing the things that kind of keep the wheels turning, right? We're we're, um, arranging different experiences. We're helping connect the volunteers to the families. Um, But for anyone that's looking for a volunteer opportunity where they really get to see the impact of what they're doing, being a wish granting volunteer is, I think, one of the top ways to do that because they get to know the families, they get to join them on that journey of their wish experience um, and and be part of that joy. I think there's also a misconception that being a -A Make-A-Wish volunteer can be a sad experience because we're thinking about kids going through illness and facing some really tough moments. Um, But to me, the wish brings so much happiness that it's really something special to get to go in and to be that light and that brightness in a time that a child has very little of that coming from elsewhere. Um, So it's really just, it's a fantastic volunteer opportunity. (laughs) I'll let Michelle talk more about that. But I think, um, yeah, just being able to do that. and, And again, we couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. We just don't have enough staff to be able to grant all of the wishes that we're trying to grant every year.
0: Just to clarify, the the children that you work with, uh, is there an age limit on them? And are all these terminal uh, children that have been diagnosed with terminal illness?
2: No, that's um, not the case. We grant wishes to children with critical illnesses that are progressive, degenerative, or malignant. Um, so way back when Make-A-Wish first started, it was Created to help children with terminal illnesses, but there have been so many advances in medicine um, and just so much knowledge that we've gained about what a wish, how a wish can positively impact a child going through treatment for all kinds of illnesses, not just the terminal ones. So we wanted to make sure that children facing these progressive degenerative or malignant conditions would have the benefit of a wish. Um, so, so children with critical illnesses qualify. Um, children to qualify must be between the ages of two and a half and 18.
0: Okay. Okay. And Michelle, tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, what you've been doing locally here in, in Skagit Valley or in Whatcom or excuse me, uh, you're, you said Snohomish is where you're from?
1: I was Snohomish County. I live in Lake Stevens. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. What was, uh, I guess, a a memorable or your most memorable, um, wish that you've granted, if you don't mind, you know, don't, don't need to give any names yeah. or anything, but something that really okay. sticks out for you.
1: So it's going to be the very first kiddo that I granted, um, her wish, um, she's now six and you want to talk about a kiddo who, you know, we as wish granters want to bring light and joy and hope. And in this case, I mean, we definitely, we bonded with the family and we got to know the family and, you know, we as wish granters were able to do those things, but this little girl brought together so many people because of her wish. She brings hope and joy to anybody that she meets. Um, her wish was to go to Disneyland. This was all prior again, prior to COVID. And, um, She loves Harley's and we ended up doing her wish presentation, telling her that she got to go to Disneyland with Moana riding up on a motorcycle at the Harley store and telling her that she got to go to Disneyland and the crazy and like this seriously, the best thing that came from that wish like her her mom will tell me you know it was such a huge moment for their family together because then came covid and it just meant so much to them and the other side of it too is the relationships and the friendships that were made because of one little girl um she has the biggest heart she um she loves people and she loves her family and she loves her friends and to see her just out in the world doing what she does and loving on people um is is quite amazing um she actually there is a um there is a group that follows um, her well, let me explain it this way. So, you can search for bikers for JoJo, and it is a Facebook page that's private. Um, but you, there are printable JoJos that um, people. We get to take her printer out and take her on all kinds of different adventures, and it allows her to see um, all over the world, you know. And sh- this the Jojo special for a lot of reasons, but for me, the biggest thing is connecting how we connected and how we connected with her family. And despite how we were connected, you know, through make a wish because, you know, she does have a critical, critical illness. Um, we've had beautiful friendships blossom from it and, um, just support, support that I have never seen in my life. And I'm 38. The amount of people in the community that come around and rally behind us as wish granters is phenomenal. Um, you know, I've, I have had another local kiddo, um, he was his wish was to go to Disneyland and again you know San Harley-Davidson in Marysville is where we had Jojo's wish presentation and they opened their arms and they said anytime you would like to have us meet a kiddo or bring him in let him come in we'd love to meet him we'd love to show him the motorcycles and that's I mean It all started with one person, one kiddo, (laughs) one wish, and it has just snowballed to this incredible and beautiful, you know, friendship and relationship with everyone and within the community.
0: Jessica, do you know where people would go to find uh, your organization specifically, a website or a contact info?
2: Yeah, our local website is wish.org slash A-K-W-A, as in Alaska, Washington.
0: Wonderful. Thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate what you're doing for the community. Make a Wish, great reputation and deservedly so. And it's been really nice to meet two people that are doing this great work.
2: Yes, thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Times Like Now. I hope you would make an effort and look into Make-A-Wish Foundation in your community. I can be reached Trevor at Times Like Now. Thank you to the letter J Cody Robertson for original music. Find past episodes wherever you get your podcasts, Times Like Now. And I'll be talking with you next time.